My name is Christabel Mongola Banke from Kabwe Town, uh, here in Siavonga at the Africana Women uh, Retreat 2022. Um, it's been an amazing experience uh, having to live in one space for a couple of days with women from um, across different ages, different backgrounds, phenomenal women in one space. We learned so much. I think for me, what really stood out about the retreat is most of the times you hear retreats, it's, it's a fun field. This kind of fun was different. It was intellectually stimulating. It was emotionally bonding one to yourself. And it was spiritually uplifting. It was truly amazing. And I would, I would, I would encourage, you know, fellow women out there, if you've never done this, Chulu is your girl. Believe you me, I'm a different person today and I'm ever so grateful for this experience. Different in what way? Maybe physically not, but being able to have an honest conversation with yourself, with your triumphs, with your weaknesses, with your failures, and coming around that and embracing it as making you whole and going into into the world, yeah, with a different mindset altogether on how you can handle challenges in a better way and how you have a support system and why it's important to have people you can rally with when you're going through things. So for me it's it's been mind blowing and amazing. Hello, beautiful. You are listening to episode 91 of the Africana Woman podcast. Chulu is my name. I am a writer, personal brand consultant, entrepreneur, and mentor. And this show is the home of African women's stories. We share ideas, triumphs, challenges, and lessons from our perspective as women. Our library is a step to cementing our place in history. Her story, your story, is powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in and shout out to Christabel who was on our first ever destination Africana Woman Visionaries Retreat. Listen, it was amazing. But first of all, I have to say thank you so much for being a loyal listener to this podcast. I really do appreciate you and I'm just so grateful. So if you're new here, welcome. I hope you find a sisterhood. I hope you find a lot of love and resources in the space. Please click the subscribe button and make sure you are always the first to know when a new episode drops. Okay, so we are eight conversations away from the official 100th episode celebration. My darling, my darling, this week has been fabulous. You know what? 2022, <laughs> it's funny, I, I was talking to a friend, um, Andrea, and you know, she was saying 2022 is going to be a great year for you. It's going to be a great year. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and so many beautiful things have happened. So many things in terms of the podcast, you know, being featured on The Guardian, um, being named as one of um, the best podcasts in Africa, and this is something that's endorsed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, being nominated for two 
awards, APVA awards, APVA awards. That was insane. That was really amazing. And then um, I think about a week or so ago, I got another nomination for a peer award in media. It was, it's just been like so many beautiful things, but I must say my favorite thing, my favorite thing so far in 2022 is being able to say that we had our first destination AWV retreat. (sighs) It means so, so much to me. You know, last, it was probably 2020, uh, I was thinking around, you know, what are the things that I really want to do? What are the things that are going to set my soul on fire? What are the things that give me joy and, you know, lasting happiness? And to be able to help people and be a guide for them, in how they um, how they fashion their lives so that it's a lifestyle and it's not just these silos like work here and then home here and all of that kind of stuff, but to be able to actually design a lifestyle that is so um, intrinsic and so so much a part of what you really desire is is such a beautiful thing and. This is a dream that I dreamt two years ago. Maybe I've been dreaming it for much longer, to be honest. Um, and as you know, I, I also uh, I also have another business, which is Komushi Garden. And this is a space where we have, you know, we have different types of events. If you follow me on socials, you'd see like we do kids events, um, you know, parties, paint and zip, all of that kind of stuff. But from the get-go, listen, guys, I have... Uh, a plan written out already of how this is a retreat. This house, these gardens, these beautiful gardens are a space where you can come and just let your hair down and just relax to just feel refreshed and just say, hey, all of those things on the outside, wherever I'm coming from, I'm putting, I'm leaving those at the gate. And this is my time. This is my time to focus on me. This is my time to be spoiled, to be loved, and just to really check in with myself and say, hey, am I okay? Am I on track? Am I still doing the things that really make me happy? You know? So it's something that I've been dreaming about for such a long time. And for it to become a reality, ah, you know how people, you know, a lot of us have vision boards, yeah? You know, you put the things on your vision board, but when it actually happens, when your dream becomes a reality, when your vision becomes a reality, ooh, it's so, um, it's so, it's so powerful, it's so... It's such a beautiful gift, but I think the most important part of receiving that gift is to be able to actually just stop and acknowledge that this is a gift, that this is something um, you had put out into the universe, you had desired, you had attracted, and it's actually happened. So just to be able to say, to stop and say, thank you. Thank you so much that this thing has happened. Thank you so much that I am able to actually be a blessing to other people. It's 
It's amazing. Anyway, let me explain exactly what happened. Um, I actually wrote a blog piece about this, so I'm loosely going to talk about it through um, the blog piece, the blog piece that I wrote, right? So the time that we spent at the retreat, it really felt like time had collapsed because there was so much shared, so much so many raw emotions, so many shared experiences that really bonded people. You know, it, like sometimes you, you go to high school, you, you know, you have, you have that five years to get to know somebody or, or you have that um, university experience, however long that would be, four years, three years, whatever it is. And, you know, you, you get your, your best friends from that. But this process, it's like time had collapsed and it bonded the ladies together in such a way that is so profound, that is so deep. Um, You know, one of um, the ladies was like, listen, I have never said these things aloud to anybody, (laughs) but I have told you. And that's because it's, it was a place that was so sacred and so safe to be able to share those things. So it's it's really hard to to put into words what felt like time being collapsed. But anyway, I shall try. And I'll try not to get too woo on you. <laughs> so I remember when um we started advertising for the retreat, um I think one of the the issues that we faced you know always when you're doing like a a, a stock take or just like figuring out, um, you know, what had happened in whatever you do, you know, you, you do an assessment. So one of the the challenges that we had was really trying to help people understand that as much as we're going to a beautiful location, as much as, you know, we're going to have some fun activities, this was really a moment for you to, to do some work on yourself. And doing work on yourself is actually really hard, right? So a lot of people saw beautiful pictures. They saw all of that kind of stuff, but they were thinking, oh, wow, this is like a vacation. And, you know, the the typical vacation where, you know, um, you know, you have drinks and you have that rowdy party type of vibe, that type of thing. So, we would get inquiries and then we're explaining to people, no, this is actually a retreat. You know, it's got guided activities. There's these intentions that we've set. And there was a disconnect in terms of what people were expecting to happen. So we had to really just (laughs) roll, roll with it and just be patient. And I think for me, I got to a point where I just said, you know what, Lord, God, please send me the people who are meant to be there. Send me the right kind of people. Now, for me, that is that was my hope. But the people around me are like, hey, this is a business. You need to be making money. Make sure anybody can come. And I'm like, it's it won't be good if anybody just comes. Somebody has to be ready. Somebody has to opt into working on themselves. It does not serve me to just be collecting numbers and getting uh, a lot of people coming for this thing just to be able to say, oh, 50 people came and yeah, I made so much money. 
And then all of those people were so, you know, they didn't get anything from it. That doesn't make sense to me. I really wanted the people who were at a stage where they needed a break, you know, people who are familiar with me, because this type of work is also about trust, trusting the person who is your guide to really be able to take you through the process. You know, it's also about people that are more developed. I shouldn't say more developed people who are very, um, who care about their personal development, who have done some work in terms of self-development and have some sort of self-awareness. Those are the types of people I was hoping for, you know? And that's what I said to God. I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to leave it up to you. Please send the right people, the people who need to be there, the people who really needed to come. Please do do that for me. And as they were coming up, you know, and just stepping forth one by one, I think I was just like, wow, amazing. Because I could see the way that they gelled together in terms of their personalities. And I even knew before we before we even got to the retreat that these people are going to work really well together. They're going to get along because they've got the same sort of energy. So I'm very, very grateful that God is a master craftsman because he created such a perfect blend of women to come for this retreat. It was, it was really, really beautiful. So I guess in the planning, you know, you're sort of thinking about, okay, where do we take this kind of thing? Um, what would be a good setting? I really wanted to avoid um, the hotel type of setting uh, just because it's, With the with this kind of retreat, a wellness retreat, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, emotions expressed. You know, um, there's a lot of things that need to be said out loud, and you never know with a hotel like who the other guests are going to be. Are they going to be rowdy? Are people going to be overhearing the conversations that you're having, you know, because it's such a loud place? Like, it was just, it just made sense to me to have a private property where we have the space to ourselves and people can just be open to say the things that they need to say. So um, I'm always on the lookout for a great um, a great location. You know, I, when I see something, I'm like, Oh, I always save it, you know, take a screenshot. So I think I had taken a picture of the castle a while back. Now, if you remember, if you're part of the Africana Women visionaries, um, you would know that the retreat that we had originally planned was to go to the North circuit of Zambia. And that retreat was actually supposed to be about seven days. But as time would have it, we we didn't have enough time. I had all of these things. I had a lot going on in the first half of the year. And really, when I was able to settle in and say, okay, let me plan this retreat, there wasn't enough time to really do justice to the Northern Circuit. So we had to find a, a suitable option, number two, and... 
I remembered the castle. Um, as someone who went to school in a castle, I was just like, ah, I'd love to relive that sort of thing again. And, you know, it just seemed really lovely. I do have an affinity uh, with water bodies. So it's right on the lake. Uh, it's right on the 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 edge of the the lake Kariba and it's just I was just like oh, I love I love water bodies I I think that you know living in a, a space which is unique and kind of different that'd be fun you know so yeah so we we did the booking and we chose um, we chose uh, the castle, which is on Siavonga. And basically, Siavonga is a peninsula. And this castle, this property sits on the tip of the peninsula. So it's surrounded on three sides by water. Absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And it is, it's actually 30 years old, which was very surprising because, you know, I've never heard of it before, probably last year. So I guess maybe the previous owners, you know, weren't renting it out um, as the current owners do. So, but I mean, it, it was lovely. So that was the location that was selected. And then, of course, you know, you have to figure out who your team is. Now, I don't necessarily have a team that works with me um, full time. But when I do have projects, I reach out to different people to partner and be able to um, execute different projects. So, you know, when you're thinking about what is needed for a retreat, now, one of my first things, um, first priorities is that the women who come are meant to be present in the moment, right? And that means that they shouldn't be worrying about taking selfies, capturing memories, you know, all of these other things. They should just be in the moment and relax to be able to think about what's going on. So, it was very important for me to have a photographer who would capture the memories for the ladies, right? And, um, and you know, it's a professional photographer, so obviously you get beautiful pictures instead of what you're going to get on your phone. So that was one of the things that was very um, important for this particular trip. So I reached out to someone who is absolutely brilliant at what she does. Her name is Namukolo, and um, you should look her up on NS Photography. Her work is brilliant. It's stunning. I like she's my go-to person when it comes to photography. <laughs> if you've seen a picture of me, most likely it's been taken by Kolo. So. I reached out to her and she was like, yes, she's game. So that was awesome. And then as much as I am, you know, a very organized person, um, detail oriented and all of that, I think, you know, I had to really think about where were, where were the things that, what were the things that I was lacking in? So I was going in as the expert in helping guide the women but then there were also the details of actually doing a tour um, 
a, you know, some sort of travel and what does that actually look like? What are the types of conversations you should be having with transportation people, with the accommodation people and all of that kind of stuff. So I reached out to um, Chico, who is Moxie Travel and Events CEO, and she was just brilliant. Uh, she has such in-depth knowledge in the industry, in the travel industry. And I was just like, you know what? I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known to think of some of the things she was thinking about. <laughs> so it's just so nice. And you know, the interesting thing is these ladies are younger ladies, you know, and I always say this, like, I don't even understand why people don't want to learn from younger people because they have knowledge. They have such great knowledge in what they do and passion for what they do. So I'm very, very grateful that I was able to work with these two phenomenal women because they came through, they delivered in spades, let me tell you, in spades. So we had been planning um, the retreat um, probably a couple of months before. So we were thinking about the activities, what the program would look like, the menu and all of those things. So as much as you can plan, guys, as much as you be like, okay, try and think of all those things that can come up, there's always going to be something. <laughs> like I, I call it like, you know, when someone throws a spanner into the mix and you're like, yeah, what happened? What happened? What happened? So there's always going to be that thing, right? And why I think it's so important to have a good team is because then, you know, for me, what makes the team strongest is how you react in adversity. If you are a team, you know, you have somebody who literally freaks out, <laughs> panics, uh, just shuts down, then that doesn't help. But, you know, if something comes up, everybody's calm, we're thinking about uh, being solution-oriented, or we're not thinking like, oh, I'm too big um, to step in and help in this situation. You know, like our ego and pride kicks in and we say, oh, I can't help with that. So, you know, I'm not going to do anything about it or I'm not going to support the other person who needs help in this area. That doesn't help either. So there were plenty, plenty of challenges that we faced, but I feel that we were able to push through and just say, you know what, we got this, we got this and just work in a way that doesn't alarm our guests, you know? And I think it was interesting for me because I have uh, worked with my mother for, you know, in a number of projects and like, we literally just know how to work together. For example, if let's, let's say we're cooking, like we know the same recipes and we just, we know, we know if somebody has left this at this point, then I know what next to do. And it just flows so much easier. So I'm very, very comfortable with working with my mom, but to work with somebody else and somebody new and just say, oh, wow, that I can actually work with someone else. And it, it flows so beautifully. That was actually a beautiful gift. And I'm very grateful for that. So that was really nice. I think, um, yeah. So I guess moving on to the actual retreat <laughs> and, you know, to be very careful, I'm not exactly, I'm not going to 
give exact details of, you know, what was discussed, what was said and all of that kind of stuff. But I just want to give you an overview of what it actually looked like. So we basically planned for three days and two nights, and this was over a long weekend, which I think was really great. Um, and there was a lot to cover. Uh, we were leaving, we were starting off from Lusaka, the capital city, and then it's probably like a three and a half hour drive, three to four hour drive to get to Siavonga, only because of like the roads, the trucks. But, you know, if everything was clear, it'll probably take a shorter time. But we decided that, okay, we're going to start really early, start off really early. And we actually picked one of um, the retreatants along the way. And yeah, so our driver was great. He was very patient and very um, careful on the roads. So that was really nice. And yeah, so we got there. We started off around 6, maybe 6.20. And then we got there maybe 10 um 10ish 10:30ish and the program was only really going to start around 2 p.m. so the ladies had you know enough time to explore get to see this new space that they were living in choose the rooms that they were going to stay in and just get to relax a little bit and it's funny they um some of the ladies actually went on a walk um, into the surrounding community and they were invited to come and sit with them. And, you know, it's, it's just the Zambian hospitality. So beautiful. So they sat with this family and they were given some of the local fruits. Um, and it was just beautiful. So we were basically just also figuring out, you know, setting up things in the background and all of that kind of stuff. Now, the program that we that we run for the retreat is our signature program. And I know you've heard me say this um, or you've read it somewhere. And that is Know Your Roots, Grow Your Purpose. Know is an acronym um, and it means K, knowledge, N, nourish, O, operate in obedience, W, weakness, right? And I mean, just really quickly, what the, that actually means you know, you've got knowledge, which is really about, it's about acknowledging and being able to name a problem or a challenge. Because once you're able to name something, it loses its power over you, right? And it was really much, it was really a lot about collecting data on our lives. And when we collect data, we're not being in judgment of the data. We're just saying, hey, this is, this is the situation. This is what's on the ground okay, now I know, right? And then when we come to nourish, it was really about connecting with our mind, our body and our souls. So allowing ourselves to feel because we live in a society that tells us don't feel, don't cry. Oh, um, man up, woman up, or, you know, be strong, whatever it is. But but allowing ourselves to feel what is our what is our physical body feeling what are what are our emotions feeling what is our soul feeling telling us you know and to be able to connect with yourself in that way is also to allow yourself and give yourself permission to trust yourself on a deeper level 
Okay. Then we have operating obedience, which is about listening to what our bodies are saying, right? Our bodies and our creator, because I believe everybody was put on this earth for a purpose, meaning that you've got instructions, you you know what you're supposed to be doing, but are you actually listening? You know what I'm saying? So we've got the instructions, now we need to accept them. So that's what operating in obedience is. And then let's talk about weakness. Weakness is about redefining how we react we, we to adversity. You know, it's not really a question of if a problem will come up. It's a given. It, it's really about when it comes up. And then we need to make a choice of how do we respond to that problem, right? How do we react? So we know that there's going to be some sort of weakness in our life. We know that there's going to be some sort of failure. But how do we redefine that so that it actually works in our favor and we don't get stuck there because of, you know, just not being able to move past that. So the weakness part is also for me, it's very important to acknowledge, you know, where you, what role your creator plays in the weakness that you display. Because if you're a believer in whatever it is, I don't believe that you do everything by yourself. You have to allow your creator to step in and do more. So really trusting that your God is going to be there for you. It's easy to say, hey, I trust God, but when you actually have to do it, are you able to do it? So that's basically the things that we talked about. So knowledge, so no, knowledge, nourish, operating obedience and weakness. And I was giving the ladies exercises. Um, we were doing meditations, um, mindfulness um, activities, a whole lot, a whole range of things. There was a lot of writing. Um, but I think the most impactful part was being able to share because sharing goes two ways. It's great for the person that's listening because then they can see that, wait a moment, oh, I'm not alone. I thought this thing that has been running around rent-free in my mind was only happening to me, you know? But, oh, she's actually going through the same thing. Oh, wait a moment. I can, I can get through this. You know, I'm not alone in whatever it is that I'm going through. So being that listening that listening skill is is so helpful for the other people attending and you know you're just able to find a different perspective on the things that you're also going through but for the person that is sharing that is speaking i think the power is being able to name a thing being able to say it out loud there's some things listen that we haven't actually admitted, we haven't actually said out loud and said, you know, this happened to me. This made me feel this way. This is the story I told because this experience happened to me. And to be able to just 
get it out of your mind. It's like, there's a book that's called, um, the body remembers. And we hold a lot of things in our body as, um, traumas, you know, and, but to be able to shift that energy, that trauma, and just let it come out. It's like moving the energy out of your body. It's such a release. It's such a a relief. It's so, it's like you're just letting go of a weight that you've been carrying for a long time. So to be able to say some things out loud is such a powerful exercise. And it also just reduces the power that thing has on you. I remember when I um, wrote a piece on the blog, the Africana Woman blog that's called Into Me See. And this piece was really just saying all of the things that, well, not really all, but, you know, a lot. (laughs) My life is like a, a, a telenovela. But, you know, it said a lot of the things that, had happened to me, the bad mis- the bad decisions I had made and the consequences of that. And the thing with that is just because something happened to me does not mean that it defines me. And, and on a text, on a, you know, like a biblical level, it says, confess your sins to one to another. And I, I totally understood that because it was just, you know, when you're kind of going through life and you're like, oh my God, what if somebody finds out that I did that or I'm that, I'm a bad person, you know, I made that decision in 1980, <laughs> so they're going to think of me so badly. But when you can out yourself, girl, it's so freeing. Like nobody's going to come and tell you, oh, you know, you were, you did this. You were like, yeah, I've been telling people for however long. <laughs> so for me, I remember when I did that piece, it was just, it was so freeing. It was so liberating. So I understand what it means. Now, you don't have to tell the whole world, but I do know the power in being able to just say something out loud and then say and then believe that just because a thing happened to you does not mean that it defines you, that that is who you are and who you will only be. That it, It's just an experience. And when you know better, you do better. So... Yeah, I think that was really amazing. Um, You know, one of the things that I had asked the ladies before we actually left for Siavonga. So the retreat actually starts, uh, you know, before we we get to the destination, probably about a week out. Um, So we formed a a little WhatsApp group and um, I was just trying to get them prepared mentally, emotionally, spiritually for what was ahead and, you know, to get them in the right mind frame, mindset. And I had asked them if I had asked them to set out intentions for the retreat. What are they, what are your intentions? What I, what do you hope to get out of this experience and, and allow that to be your driving force and your, your guide in how you, 
in how you experience the retreat, right? So for example, I'm always like in the morning, my morning routine, my morning routine, I get to write uh, three intentions for the day. And one of my intentions is always going to be to be loving. And what that means is if I find myself in a situation where, you know, I'm less than happy, um, something did not go my way, you know, something um, upset me, instead of me lashing out, reacting um, in an irrational way, I'll say to myself, okay, in this situation, what does it mean to be loving? So maybe it means that I walk away whilst my anger, my emotions are still raw. And then I come back and I sit with the person and I have a a conversation with them where I can explain that, you know, what you did made me feel in a certain way or, you know, your actions made me feel in a certain way and not necessarily accuse them that you're a horrible person. (laughs) But what, you know, really thinking through what does it mean to be loving in all the different um, interactions that you have? So obviously, you know, you're going on a retreat, you're going with people you don't know, you are going to a place where we don't know what we're going to find, right? And not everything is going to be perfect. So are you going to be upset the whole time and just be like, oh my God, there was no soap in my bathroom. So like it's ruined the whole trip for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or are you going to be like, okay, so this happened. Maybe um, I should ask the, you know, the property owners to provide it, or I can just run down to the shops and get something, you know, but being able to just reframe the way you react. And um, so why I say this is, you know, there were things that could have been better, but I feel that the ladies came with such beautiful intentions and energy and we're just very grateful. And I think it just made the experience even better. You know what I mean? Um, like I said before, I also, one of the, 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 the things for the retreat is, you know, we said we want you to relax, to reflect and to realign and in a world that is so busy with so many distractions devices phones computers all of that kind of stuff i was like oh i don't want to have to tell grown women that i'm confiscating your laptop your phone whatever it is i think they were just so that's why i said like when when you ask god to send the right people he sent the right people these women were just like hey i didn't have to say a thing there was no phones there was no devices and things like that they were just in the space and really attentive and listening and um there to work on themselves so that was really beautiful and amazing um yeah, yeah, because you know, I I don't like telling grown people <laughs> what to do. Like you should just do it. So I'm very grateful for that. Like I um I've done something similar, but for younger um younger people, you know, teenagers, and I literally have to say we're confiscating the devices. Like no devices. So, but this was really nice to just see how willing all of the women were to really be present in the moment, you know? So, yeah, um, I think one of the 
one of my favorite parts was um, on Sunday. Um, I did uh, I did a song, performed and spoke, I guess, a song which has really helped me, helped me through some really tough, tough times. And let me tell you, the spirit moved in that moment when you can just feel the spirit just moving through. It, it was so beautiful. It was so powerful. And I think that moment is something that I'll remember for a very, very long time. I remember when we're driving back, I, I was sitting in the car and just rethinking, reliving and just saying the words again. And it was, yo, I was, I was even crying in the bus, like coming back. Um, it was that powerful. It was that powerful. So I believe that each of the women were able to take away at least one thing. <laughs> if it wasn't, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot that we covered, but if that, just that one thing that you can take with and go and apply to your life, I think then that's a win, right? Of course we did some fun things. We had paint and sip the ladies. It was a bit cold guys. It was a bit chilly. So there were some ladies that braved the swimming pool and they jumped in. Um, the property also had uh, an observatory. So on one of the nights, I think the second night, uh, we had an African queen dinner. And then during the courses, they went upstairs to go see the stars. And there's a beautiful picture of the stars. I was just like, girl, like I could not make it. <laughs> my legs, my legs were like, no, girl, you ain't going to make it up there. <laughs> but it's it, that was really beautiful. Um, we did paint and sip. We went on a boat cruise. And let me tell you, our our um, our captain, Fallon, he was fantastic. He he did more than you know was required. He took us for a longer trip. He spoiled us he let us drive the boat like we went on a, like a proper long tour and then it was a sunset cruise so now watching the sunset come oh my gosh guys it was you know me and water but yo we saw some hippos and hippos are not my thing like i respect hippos i was like somebody said hippos like we should be driving in the other direction but <laughs> they did not come near us so it was great Oh, it, yeah, that was really, really nice as well. Listen, um, so Lake Hariba or Siavonga is probably the, um, the biggest supplier of fish in Zambia. So there's fresh fish. We were, I think, two days we bought fresh fish and there was fish being grilled. And, you know, it's just like comes straight from being the, um, straight from the, from the lake and all of that. So the ladies enjoyed that. Um, and it was just nice. Oh gosh, let me not forget the food. Ah, uh, you guys know how I love my food. I love my food. And Chico, Chico kept us well fed. 
Uh, the food was fresh. It was delicious. It was just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So I, there were so many good things. So many good things. In the mornings, we had optional morning walks like before the actual program started and you know you just go down to the water or you know go into the community and ah so it it was gorgeous it was yeah definitely beautiful memories definitely beautiful memories ah so like i said earlier when we were closing the sessions. <laughs> um, one of the things that we had done is, you know, cast vision, you know, really talk about what is the thing that I really want for my life? What does it look like? All of that. And then we did a level up um, activity. So leveling up our dreams. And I guess it really, then it, when we're just like really winding down, it really occurred to me like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, this is something that was on my vision board two years ago and I had tried to do a um I had tried to do a retreat back then and the retreat was it didn't work out because of um I think like a what was what do they call those things um the second wave or something like that so I, we had to make it online and it was that was such a beautiful beautiful experience but just thinking about how how far I've come because you know I hadn't met let's say Chico I think by then by the time that I was um doing that first retreat the online retreat I hadn't met her so you know there are certain people that you that I had to meet there are certain things that I had to learn certain there was growth that had to happen within me for me to be able to execute this retreat in the way that it it was executed and I say this because there's so many times that we look at, we make our vision, our goals so um, restricted and linear and, you know, compacted into a certain time. But sometimes we need to be a bit more flexible. So it took me two years, guys, two years to get to the point where I can do a retreat in the way that it was done. And I'm so, so proud of the way that it was done. Um, so, so proud. But I know that if I had tried to do this two years ago, it wouldn't have been the same thing. So I am, I just pray that, you know, when you think about your dreams, one, don't give up. Just keep taking the next best step. Just keep on doing what you think is the right thing to get you that keeps you going in the same direction of where you see yourself going. And just because your dream has been delayed doesn't mean it's denied. And I was telling the ladies that, you know, I had, I had tried to do a retreat two years ago, 2022. This was something that I had dreamt about. And literally in that moment, I was like, you are a dream come true. You are my dream come true. How beautiful is that? 
Hmm. Okay. So now a lot of people have been asking, when is the next retreat? You know, um, what's happening? What, what is, what is the next thing? Like, you know, people are seeing pictures and all of that great stuff. So I guess this is my answer. I had to take a bit of time to think about it. So this is my answer. So the good news is that you have four options. I love, I love it when you can have options. Options are always amazing, isn't it? So number one, um, we're going to be doing a destination retreat, which is um, within Zambia. So I'm calling it a local retreat, meaning that it's local to me, but maybe not to somebody else, but it's a local retreat. And this is going to be once a year around June. So every year around June, we'll be doing a local retreat. And you can come from out of the country to attend one of the retreats in Zambia. It's not just for Zambians. It's for everybody. Okay. Number two, we will also host a destination retreat to another African country. So I'm calling this the International Destination Retreat. And if you know me, I'm so passionate about local tourism, about promoting tourism in Africa. And I just think it would be so beautiful to be able to explore other African countries and just see so much of their beauty, try out their cuisines, learn their cultures, whilst we're also doing the retreats. <laughs> So that's going to happen once a year. And we're going to start that next year, July, 2023. Okay. Then number three, you can book a retreat for your circle of friends, your family, um, you know, whoever you, or maybe it's a, an organization, you can book a retreat and come to Komishi Garden in Kabwe and you can do this year round. Okay. So Commission Garden has the capacity of six guests and it would be, again, three days. So come in on a Friday, leave on a Sunday and would we'll go through the program. So this one, I'd really just want to encourage you. If you really want to have a stronger bond, let's say with your family, with your circle of friends, your girlfriends, you know, this is such a powerful exercise to be able to do together and to be able to hold each other accountable to the things that you're saying that you're going to do. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, we can do that ourselves, um, but you don't get it done. <laughs> so why don't you just get the help to get it done? And I'm here, I'm available. So that's also an option, okay? Or instead of me doing all of the organizing, you can do the organizing yourself. And this is option number four. So you basically decide where you're going to go, the venue location, you know, you sort out all the little nitty ditty nitty ditty details, gritty details. And you invite me to come to your space. So, you know, you just book me, my team, and we'll come to your space and um, we'll execute the retreat. Um, just take you through. So just to go through again, option number one, local Zambian destination retreat in June every year. Option number two, international destination retreat to another African country. And this will be around July every year. Then number three, you can come to... Komishi Garden year round, so you can make a booking. Number four, 
we can come to you. Okay? So these retreats are open to all, all women, you know, no matter where you're located. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you want to come to Zambia, come to Zambia, my darling. If you want us to come to Prague, <laughs> we will come. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of planning. Um, we're very, very um, excited to be able to create beautiful packages for you as well. So, you know, if you do reach out, just think through what is it that I really want? Um, what type of settings do I really want? For example, Zambia is absolutely beautiful. We've got so many places. We are the land of waterfalls. So if you're saying, I really want to visit waterfalls as some of the you know, outside activities, then we will know where exactly to take you. If you want to be by the lakes, if you want to be in a national park and doing game drives, that sort of thing, you know, let us know what exactly your vision is for what makes you happy. For example, I'm not a camper, but maybe glamping, would be an option. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just be very, um, help us with, you know, articulating what exactly would be your vibe and that will really help us as well. Again, you know, if, if, um, if you are, if you feel that, you know, this is something that I eventually want to do, like I want to go to one of the retreats, I would say start saving up right now. Just start saving up. Just put it aside and say, this is for an AWV retreat. We don't know where it's going to be right now. We don't know where the next one's going to be. But by the time that we are announcing, then at least you've already got a head start. And it's not going to be like, oh my gosh, there's so much pressure on, you know, making the payments and all of that kind of stuff. So just be very intentional. And I'd say really start with your saving right now. Put Stop putting money away. Stop putting money away. Um, I think people are asking like generally, like how much would you be looking at? I think in... In Zambian Kwacha, I would say put away at least um, 5,000 up, 5,000 plus, you know. Um, and what that translates to in dollars, no idea. <laughs> I am terrible. Oh, my word. But, you know, there's, I mean, if you're coming from out of the country, then you also have to think about, you know, your flights and all of that kind of thing. Um, so that 5,000 is really for if you're within Zambia and you're doing the local destination retreat, but then, you know, 5,000 plus, we don't know what inflation is going to be like. So that's just a, a safe figure. So yeah, if you want to find out more about the retreats, if you want to set something up, get in touch with us. Our email is africanawoman at gmail.com. And trust me, we will create a transformational experience for you. So at the end of the retreat, I asked the ladies to sum up their experience in one word. And this is what they said. Intriguing, necessary, transformational, fly, and grateful. The word that I thought of that summed up the retreat for me is sacred. Now, I can tell you that the retreat was amazing. 
But I think it's very important that you actually hear it from the ladies themselves and what they experienced, just as you heard Cristobal at the beginning. And so this is what they said. My name is Josine, and uh, I am at Africana Woman Retreat, and uh, I'm so glad I did this time for myself, and uh, I met amazing women. I took really time to breathe and enjoy the moment, enjoy the moment for myself, but also enjoy the moment with the amazing women I met here. It's really a kind of time for you, but also finding an amazing sorority time, sisterhood moments, and a, a really, really safe place. Hi, my name is Akako, and um, I've been attending the Africana Women's Visionaries Retreat in Siavonga. It's been an amazing experience. I've got to meet beautiful, amazing women, and um, Chulu is just like the best host She's been amazing. And uh, for me, this retreat has been a time to just sit, I think, reflect, connect with myself. It's um, also given me the opportunity to be more honest with myself and also to just be able to speak out and to find my voice as well. Hi, my name is Chisanga Marika Shoki, and I have just attended the Africana Woman Retreat. It was a fabulous experience. It was more than what I expected. When I came into the retreat, I thought it would just be a place where I would rest, get to know people, but it was so much more than that. I learned so much about myself, and it has given me the tools to cope with the vision that I have for myself. I think I have become a better version of me after this retreat. Okay, hi, my name is Pauline Mando. I'm at the Africana Women Retreat here in Siavonga. Uh, we've been here for uh, three days. Today is our last day. And the experience was really great. Um, just like the name, it was a retreat for me. It was everything. Um, I have benefited a lot. The people that I found here were awesome. The program that was laid up was just great for a good retreat as well as um, refreshing nourishment as well as uh, personal growth. Um, the experience has been amazing. I think for anyone out there who's um, looking to grow as well as network and engage in your personal growth, I would highly recommend this. I've really enjoyed, and this is exactly what I needed. Initially, when I was coming, I just came. I didn't know anyone here, but I felt I was part of the family, and um, it, it brought joy, enjoyment, and relaxation, as well as growth. So I've enjoyed myself and looking forward to the next retreat. This has been a production of Africana Woman Media.